job to another and they don't feel like they belong anywhere so that's usually what happens and you want to connect to the earth when you have a blocked root chakra so think red when it comes to different foods to eat like apples beets tomatoes pomegranates strawberries raspberries and also root vegetables because clearly they come from the earth so we have sweet potatoes carrots turnips garlic parsnips onions ginger turmeric paprika cayenne and horseradish so i'd recommend to incorporate those spices and herbs in your food as much as you can it's really warming and grounding and it's great 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 for the chakra so the next one is our sacral chakra so a lot of women who experience reproductive issues tend to have blocked sacral chakras so they'll experience painful periods infertility and uh, low sex drive and creative blocks so for that i'd recommend um, have anything that's orange so carrots mangoes oranges orange peppers peaches apricots sweet potatoes and you'd want to have a lot of omega fats so those are in flax almonds walnuts and sesame and also another spice to incorporate is cinnamon because it's very warming and it's delicious also So the next chakra is our solar plexus chakra and if you have a blockage you might experience poor digestion and low blood sugar. So you might also have low self-esteem and the lack of willpower. So for that I would recommend clearly yellow foods. So bananas, pineapple, corn, lemon and yellow curry and also you want to have complex carbs. So oats, brown rice, spelt, farro, rye, beans, and sprouted grains. Just think anything yellow. And the next one, which I kind of, I've seen a big commonality with people that I treat, usually nine out of 10 people have a blocked heart chakra. And when you have a blocked heart chakra they actually call it broken heart disease and high blood pressure so a lot of people right now are experiencing blockages in their heart chakra and the emotional effects are lack of empathy and fear of intimacy so for that i would say have a lot of green raw foods so kale broccoli spinach, chard, dandelion, greens, parsley, celery, cucumber, zucchini, matcha, drink a lot of green tea, avocado, lime, mint, peas, kiwi, spirulina, I know it's an acquired taste but try it, and green apples. Green apples are also really great for cleansing and for anxiety so Here's a little tip for anyone who experiences a lot of anxiety. Uh, 
take some green apples, blend them up. If you like to have it mushy, keep it, but if you want it like real juice, strain it with a cheesecloth and drink it for a whole day. I would say about like eight ounces if you can and see how you feel. It's actually very calming and great. I've done it before, so I highly recommend that. The next chakra is the throat chakra. So a lot of people who have blocked throat chakras tend to have thyroid problems and they complain about sore throats. So actually what I found working on a lot of people when I get to their throat chakra, I've had experiences where uh, the person would either start coughing really, really intensely or they felt like they were choking. So when I first started Reiki, I had that happen. I didn't understand what it was. So I asked clearly my mentors and my teachers and the other people in my class and they asked if that person, if I had known this person had thyroid problem and I didn't know that at the time but once I asked them they're like yes I was just I just found out and so I kind of found this commonality with with people if I'm working on their throat and they start coughing very badly or they feel like they're choking they usually have a thyroid problem and I also found that they're more likely to be the more passive aggressive types so they're not really people that are gonna tell you how they feel they kind of are always biting their tongue a lot and I always always tell clients like please you have to be more vocal please if there's something wrong you have a problem with somebody you have to tell them how you feel because if you don't that's why your chakra just keeps getting it's just blocked it won't heal just keep telling them how you feel tell them what's the problem you can't just bury things under the rug that's not it doesn't work like that so um it also can mean that your heart and your mind are disconnected and you can't express your feelings so for that i would say think blue so blueberries blackberries coconut water is very healing for the throat Uh, drink a lot of herbal teas use raw honey and lemon in your teas or just in hot water Um, and also have fruits that grow on trees like apples pears and plums those are really good for your throat chakra so the next one is probably one of my favorite chakras don't ask why it's just i find it to be the most interesting one it's our center of wisdom it's our third eye and for that you have to think purple foods so if you have a blocked third eye you'll you're probably gonna have issues sleeping and headaches, depression, anything with your mood. And a lot of people with the third eye blockages have hormonal imbalances. So that can all cause you to have very poor intuition. And you know, as women especially, like that's one of our biggest strengths to have an intuition, have a strong intuition. So I've seen people who have blocked third eye chakras, they tend to kind of have to ask everybody in their life their opinion and guidance and advice and they're not really listening to themselves so for that i would say have purple foods like purple grapes purple kale blueberries purple cabbage eggplant purple carrots and uh, cocoa 
cocoa is a brain food so try to incorporate that not with sugar i mean pure cocoa have that that'll strengthen your third eye and the final chakra is our crown chakra and that governs truth and spirituality so a lot of people who are spiritual and involved in healing or they're psychics or light workers they tend to have a very very strong crown chakra so when we talk about the crown chakra we're not really talking about like what to necessarily eat for it it's actually more um, fasting and detoxing so usually and i'm pretty sure a lot of people who have done this if you fast you might experience stronger visions or dreams and it's your body's way of just cleansing itself so everything else is more it's stronger all your senses are stronger so to help our crown chakra we have to think about just flushing out our toxins boosting our energy and So we want to boost our energy and we want to clear our minds and one of the best things to do is meditation which a lot of people fight me on but I think once you start you'll become addicted and you'll find it highly beneficial and also to try and incorporate yoga into your daily routine. It's great for our minds, it's great for our bodies and if you can maybe incorporate some essential oils in the practice or just alone like juniper, frankincense, lavender, sage. All these oils help balance our hormones. Uh, So that is pretty much the rundown of all these chakras. And I just wanted to finish up with saying uh, the deals that I have going on right now. So I've had this deal going on since Corona has started. It's $20 distance Reiki sessions. And I also have just started a monthly membership. So they are daily distance Reiki sessions for only $350. And that's a great way to get into Reiki healing and seeing a difference. Because you you will see a difference after one session. But once you keep getting them, every week especially, you'll become addicted. it'll be part of your routine and I also have um, I'd like to say that anybody who wants to reach out to me to tell me what they want to hear on this podcast I'm open to anything I'd love to hear what everybody has to say if you just want to say hi please do Um, I'm here for anyone I'm here to serve and help people so um, you can reach me at at divine healing by D and divine healing by d at gmail if you'd like to possibly be on the podcast are you a healer are you an advisor are you a doctor i'm open to everybody so i hope you all have a great day and enjoy this episode i'll see you soon hey guys welcome back to divine healing by d today we're going to talk about something that i haven't really spoken about much but it's something that I do and I think it's probably one of my favorite parts of being a Reiki healer and that is medical intuition. So first I'm going to start out by saying that medical intuition does not replace doctors, lab work, conventional medicine, 
Um, it's used in addition to those things. You should never just go by someone who claims they're a medical intuitive, okay? It should never be relied alone as a diagnostic tool. tool. But I do believe that it can be valuable in helping with emotional, physical, or spiritual issues. Doctors do not treat spiritual issues, okay? Um, first and foremost, you need to differentiate healing from curing, right? They're not the same thing. A cure occurs when the physical progression of an illness is controlled or stopped, okay? But curing a physical illness does not always mean that the emotional or psychological stresses that contributed to this illness are cured or diminished. So that's something very important that we have to keep in mind, right? So through mainstream mindfulness practices, we can get like a good view, a good understanding of medical intuition. Um, you could say that we already use it. So it involves readings, getting information from guides and energy fields. Intuition is the best way, it's the most valuable way of receiving self-love, self-acceptance, protection, and strength, okay? So the more in tune people are with their own bodies, the easier it will be for them to work with me towards healing them. Improving intuitive connections is an important part of every session. So a lot of people like ask me like, oh, how do I know that like I had a certain issue? It's because I listen to my body and when you practice Reiki, you're it's way more easier for you to pinpoint and find out your issues like I will go to the doctor and I will say well I think I have this and then they will tell me 10 minutes later that I have what I said I did when I walked in and they're amazed they're like wow you really know your body so let's talk about fear first right rather than allowing us to trust the universe God or our bodies and our own intuition this fear causes self-doubt and a desire to control in turn tension is made in our bodies right it's blocking the flow of energy both inside the body and between ourselves and others so the next thing is body disconnection intuitive information is received through words and images in our heads as well as physical and emotional symptoms so if i'm treating somebody and i walk into the house and i get tightness of breath i will first start by saying are you recovering from anything happening in your chest and it's usually bronchitis or they had the flu so that's one example of how i'm able to tell so without connection to our body we're cutting off a vital source of information relaxation is key and meditation can be a great tool obviously sure perfectionism okay there's no right or wrong way as long as your motives are, are sincere don't judge the information i just tend to take it in and just be the messenger if i have to filter what i'm saying it's probably incorrect if i'm afraid of being inappropriate or um hurtful i still say it nicely and i say before that this is what i'm getting i'm not really sure what it means but this is it do you connect to it okay let it flow um, when I first started, I missed so much great information because I thought I had to do it a specific way. I was scared of coming, coming off a certain way. And this is something that a lot of healers should not do. If they do it, they need to stop. You should never substitute someone else's intuition for their own, right? I always warn my clients, ask questions, do your own research, get as many opinions as you need to. 
Even if you're afraid of being annoying, it's okay. It's very important to consult with others. We aren't always our best judge of character, but if you feel something strongly, stick to your guns. Okay, anger, here we go with anger. Illness can bring about anger and feelings of victimization. It's motivating in the short term, sure. In the long run, it can foster rumination over the past and stress about the future. Anger is isolating and it brings feelings of hopelessness. Okay, it cuts us off from our bodies. If you can't be grounded and live in the present, you can't listen to what your body needs to heal presently. Another thing that we should just throw out, bias and assumptions. I personally like to know close to nothing about someone before reading, okay? The more I know, the more I'm prone to making assumptions, which gets in the way of my work. I tend to work better that way when I'm doing a healing. So physical issues, even these physical accidents, have a spiritual and emotional component. Our thoughts, emotions, body, spirit, they're all connected emotional and spiritual aspects of their lives may impact our health, right? It's about listening, trusting, not ignoring what you hear and feel. If you're hearing this voice in your head saying that the issue isn't going away on its own, pay attention. Don't push aside inflammation or joint pain as just aging. Look into it until multiple people tell you it's just aging. I know, going to the doctor, the dentist, it's not fun. Some people find it frightening. They're going to avoid it. It causes greater problems in the long run. Please, please keep up on your appointments. So I want to talk more about an evaluation and how it works for someone who's never seen one. Um, so they provide invaluable information as to the issues of the physical body, right? But they can also identify mental and emotional factors that act as a direct contributor to these health issues. Medical intuitive identifies the location of the inflammation in the body. They evaluate the health of a gland or an organ, or they validate a strong emotion that is impacting the health. So they will go to a memory that has been stored in your body and they will make you remember that memory and they will take out the trauma that has been formed there okay um many times an intuitive can identify imbalances with the body long before it fully manifests as a disease so i was able to sense an ulcer on somebody uh i think it was three weeks before he was diagnosed because i felt a burning sensation in my stomach like a hole and i said i think it's an ulcer so this is a little bit more about what medical intuition is about and if you have any questions or if you'd like to schedule an appointment with me you know where to find me at divine healing by d